Two shocking changes that improved our Toastmasters meetings. You can do these too. Do you get emails with that kind of headline? Do you see ads with phrases like, and you won't believe what happened next? Yep, me too. In fact, that's part of my paid job, to write sales copies and headlines that will encourage people to click through and look at a product, so I'm very aware of them. Some techniques are manipulative, I agree. The best ones aren't manipulative. They create curiosity in people who need this product. They scratch that itch, as it were. What does this have to do with Toastmasters? What if you could write a title and an introduction to your speech that gets your audience excited for what you're about to tell them? Today on the Toastmasters 101 podcast, I'm going to give you a few hints about how to make your audience respond better to your speech, and it will change your Toastmasters experience forever. Do you want to change the world, but don't have the skills you need? Toastmasters can help you by teaching you how to communicate your message well and become a leader at the same time. This is Toastmasters 101. I'm your host, Kim Craggy. What did I learn when I visited another club for the first time? When I found out I could visit other clubs, I immediately picked the first Toastmasters club I'd ever heard of. It met in the office building where my mother worked. The club, then it was Firestone Toastmasters, had several advanced Toastmasters. Many had been in Toastmasters for years. I was made very welcome, and I discovered that not all Toastmasters meetings are alike. Yes, our structure is essentially the same, prepared speeches, table topics, evaluations, but this club had a flair that I truly enjoyed. Two people, in particular, showed me some potential that I had never seen in my home club, which is not a dig at my club. My first club welcomed me, taught me, and encouraged my public speaking skills and leadership opportunities, but this was a new set of personalities and techniques that inspired me. What were they? I wish I could remember the name of the Toastmaster that day. I know he was a distinguished Toastmaster, and at that meeting, he announced he was moving to San Diego. If you know who I'm talking about, let me know. He was a peach. It seems that that meeting, one of the speakers had forgotten to bring an introduction for him to read. Is that important? Actually, yes, it is. When you craft your speech, you're not done until you've written out an introduction for the Toastmaster of the Day to use at the meeting. This short maybe a hundred words, this short bit of text sets you up for your speech. It helps prepare the audience. Maybe you've noticed that at the meetings, we don't start our speeches with, hi, I'm Kim Craggy. I'll be speaking to you today about how to buy tires. We don't need to say that because we expect that information to be presented by the Toastmaster of the day. That's why we have to craft that introduction so carefully. We are laying out the foundation of our presentation in what is said by the Toastmaster the day before we even take the stage. At least, that's what we should strive to do. I remember one Toastmaster in a contest who understood this principle very clearly. In Toastmaster's contest, we introduce the speaker with the contestant's name and the name of their speech. That's all that's announced. This Toastmaster put 
50 words in his title, 50 words. And yes, I know that it was 50 words because it was the first thing he talked about in his speech, how funny it was, but how important it was to explain what he was going to talk about. No, I don't remember what he talked about. That may have undermined his message. I don't even remember if he won, but it set up the audience for his speech. That's what your introduction should do. Imagine if the Toastmaster got up and introduced you in a drone-like, boring voice when you were presenting a humorous speech. Or worse, if the Toastmaster of the day started joking with the audience and your speech was on a serious topic, or maybe a eulogy. We have to write our introductions to create curiosity. That's maybe not in your wheelhouse. So let me give you a few hints about how to craft your title and your introduction. You need to know who your audience is. In Toastmasters meeting, your audience can be absolutely anything you want them to be. I've been a wedding guest for a bridal toast. I've been an employee at a retirement party. I've been a reporter at a press briefing, all in the same room. I've seen all of these and more. When you can define your audience, whether it's a Toastmasters club or somebody else, then you will know what's important to them and what will make them want to listen to you. Here's the key. You don't tell them in the introduction. You ask the questions. You make statements that intrigue them. How about this for an example? You're giving a speech about buying tires. Your average listener doesn't know much about tires except for how much they're willing to pay. How do you make them interested? You appeal to what they do know and what they think about. So your introduction may be, when you drive, do you think about what you're driving on? The roads, the snow, the potholes? Where you drive matters far more than the money you'll spend or waste on tires. Kim Cratchy is here today to show you how to invest in your safety and your vehicle and why you may be throwing away your money even if you think you're saving it when you buy your next set of tires. Ladies and gentlemen, will your next set of tires save your life? Kim Cratchy. Writing a good introduction should follow your speech preparation. It's much faster that way because you already know what information you're going to give in your speech. You write that introduction, you write questions into your intro that you're going to answer in your speech. This speech is focused on safety, money, and value. So that's what my intro will cover without giving away any of my content. I'm creating curiosity. That's why it's key. In your introduction, you're posing the questions you want your audience to be asking themselves. You don't let the Toastmaster of the day answer those questions. You answer them in your speech. Some clubs encourage the addition of your credentials in your introduction. I have no problem with that if there's time for that level of detail. If I were speaking to a club about the power of good marketing, which I do know about, I might add my credentials to build up my value in the audience's mind. Speaking in a professional setting, I would do that. I've done that. I spoke at an organization's meeting last year where we discussed what they needed to do to attract new members. It will be an uphill battle for them. They weren't the most forward-thinking crowd. I included my credentials and my experience into my introduction so they knew that I wasn't someone who was trying to score big bucks from them without any real experience or knowledge. 
please use the Toastmaster of the day. Please use the MC to their best advantage. Give them an introduction that you deserve and need to reach your audience. That is exactly what did not happen at the club meeting I visited. One of the speakers didn't give the Toastmaster of the day an introduction. So this very creative man started the introduction with, when I don't get a written introduction, it gives me permission to make up anything I want. He proceeded to introduce the speaker as an astronaut who had walked on the moon. It was funny, it was cute, and it was entirely wrong for that speech. It's risky to do this, to riff on a speaker intro. You may end up preparing an audience for the wrong type of speech. That's bad, very bad. It's almost unprofessional. But you know... That speaker has probably never forgotten her speech intro again, at least I hope not. I've used this technique myself. I didn't have an introduction for a speaker, so I talked about her skills as a lion tamer. Her speech was on chemistry, polymer chemistry, which I know nothing about. Not the best introduction for a speech that was filled with interesting facts about how rubber and plastics are used in buildings, in earthquake zones, and in bridges, and all sorts of different things I'd never thought about. Okay, I'm a geek from Akron, Ohio, the city once known as the rubber capital of the world, so that interested me, but I was also embarrassed that I'd done her such a disservice in her introduction. It may be better for everyone if the Toastmaster of the day just asks the speaker for their speech title. Remember, a speech is not entitled, it's titled. And use the contest introduction, name, speech title, speech title, name. But that's a disservice to you. Don't handicap yourself. Write a good introduction and give yourself a good title. So what's a good title? My protege, that's what Toastmaster said I should call my mentee now, asked me about the title for her speech. She's giving her icebreaker tonight. As a professional writer, she's keenly aware of the power of titles and headlines. In a time when we are inundated with too much content, most people resort to scanning, reading headlines. They don't actually read the content. What's the key point a reader needs to know? How much detail are they willing to wade through to get it? This is why we get clickbait headlines like, seven ways to entice your audience to give you a standing ovation, and you'll never believe number five. Don't tell me you haven't fallen for that type of headline on the internet. These titles are designed to get you to click on them. It's practically a science. In fact, there are headline generators out there with dozens of suggestions for you when you enter your key phrase. TitleGenerator.com is one of them out there, and it has a single page that I think is absolutely brilliant. Their headline scorecard, and the links are in the show notes, ask five questions. When you answer those, you may have your title of your speech. At least you will if you're pitching something. If you're giving a straight informational speech, that may be too much. Would you consider using a rhetorical question as your title? In my example about buying tires, I titled my speech, Will Your Next Set of Tires Save Your Life? What's the goal of your title? Your title is to intrigue your audience. Some people like to be clever. Some people like to use puns. I'm good with both. It but it doesn't have to be complex. Adventures of a risk taker is far better than I'm a risk taker. They're both four words, but adventures is such a strong word. While I am a is rather self-centric and it may be off-putting to your audience. 
simply not intriguing enough if the people who don't know you well enough know how you're a risk taker. It just doesn't jive. I started this podcast episode with two, two changes. So what's the second? Well, this podcast has gone on pretty long. How about we do that on our next episode? Do you see what I did there? I created some anticipation. And if I don't deliver, my audience will be annoyed with me. Make sure you deliver on your speech title. Okay, I'm not going to annoy you. The second thing that was done at the club visit was designed to amuse me. This timer took careful notes of each speaker, the prepared speakers, the table topic speakers, and even the evaluators. Then when he delivered his report, he made the best puns on earth in the content. When one table topic speaker talked about her vegetarianism, he said, our second table topic speaker didn't give us any bull in two minutes and three seconds. The speaker was introduced as an astronaut, but gave a speech about a local civic issue. That timer report was incredibly clever. Speaker number one gave us a high-level perspective about the upcoming election in an astronomical five minutes and 40 seconds, tying up both the introduction and the speech topic. Even the evaluators were included. Evaluator three sought to help you find your way on your speech on caves in one minute and 59 seconds. Over the years, I have striven to reach this level of timer report skill. I still haven't mastered it. Learning how to speak is important. Learning how to sell your speech in introduction isn't always clear. You'll practice and you'll fail. But when you discover the secrets of naming your speech and creating an effective and creative title, that will really help you succeed in your public speaking. Our music today is from incompetech.filmmusic.io. Toastmasters 101 is a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10. Our Toastmasters International Convention starts this month. Instead of paying airline prices and hotel fees as well as the convention costs, we can attend the 2020 virtual convention for free. You can register now at the toastmasters.org website. The link is in the show note. You can even see the World Championship of Public Speaking. Since we're sponsored by District 10, I'm just going to go ahead and mention Dr. Kitty Brandle, our finalist from our district. You should root for your district's winner, but if they're not in the finals, vote for Kitty. Do you know somebody who needs Toastmasters? Invite them to your club meeting this week. If they can't come, then send them to the Toastmasters 101 podcast. It's available on their podcast player. Thanks, and we'll see you next week on Toastmasters 101 podcast, where we're going to talk about images in your speeches.